Hey, hello. Welcome to the Nomad Tactics Podcast. Here I provide life-optimizing tips and systems for digital nomads. I'm your host, B, and I'm joined by the co-host, Jack. Today, we're going to talk about how to select bases that are good for socializing as a digital nomad. I will start with a quick summary of the episode. First, me and Jack gonna talk about which exact problem we are trying to tackle in this episode, as well as make some general considerations. Then we're gonna place the topic today within our broader digital nomad life system. Finally, we're gonna talk about the main things you should consider when you're selecting a base as a digital nomad, if your emphasis is socializing. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So, hello, Mr. B. Hey, hello, Jack. So, today we're going to talk about uh, how to select bases that are good for socializing. So, in other words, which elements should be considered when selecting a base if you want to socialize? But, Mr. B, didn't we talk about selecting bases already? So, yeah, Jack, we did talk before about how to select a good base as a digital nomad. I think we talked about that back on episode number three. But the difference today is that we are emphasizing on socializing. So back on episode number three, we gave the general criteria for what would make a good base. Today, we are simply thinking about socializing. So if that's your goal at the moment, the information today should be relevant. I see. But what are we talking about socializing as a digital nomad? So, as we already mentioned in previous episodes, I think there are two main reasons here. So, the first one has to do with the fact that after a digital nomad have covered all the basics, let's say he figure out how to make money online, he understand how to plan his trips, how to find accommodation, how to find good deals for his plane tickets, it's quite natural for digital nomads to start to think about this more human side of traveling. In other words, meeting people. This might be because people, even more than the specific places you go, will be the determinant factor for your overall experience. Another reason why we think that talking about socializing is very relevant for digital nomads is because according to some surveys we have read, loneliness is perhaps the biggest problem self-reported by digital nomads. So it just makes sense to try to address that by providing tools for digital nomads to meet other people. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. But as the title goes, we are selecting bases for socializing. How important is choosing a place for socializing? You know, why can't I just go to any city and go to a meetup or I can go to a party place like Ibiza? Sure, you can go to any place and most likely you're going to be able to socialize to a certain extent. You're going to be able to befriend people and create a social circle. But it might not be the optimum place to do so. Another thing is that you might go to a place 
And even though you might be able to socialize, maybe you won't be able to meet the specific kind of people you want to meet and befriend. And what I mean by kind of people here are like either foreigners, like digital nomads like yourself or tourists or locals. So as we talked about in the previous episode, we came up with a sort of distinction between the main groups of people that you can aim to meet and befriend on the road as a digital nomad. So I think that having this distinction in mind between these different types of people you can befriend as a digital nomad will be very relevant because the whole episode today going to be grounded on this idea that it's not only about meeting people, but meeting the specific types of people that you want to meet. So I think as usual, we should go to our digital nomad life system. And for the audience who don't know what it is, it is a six-step system that aims to help inspire nomads transition from, let's say, the normal life into the optimized digital nomad life. So, Mr. B, where would you put this topic into which step of the system? So, I think the topic today would very clearly fit the second step of our system, which is called the base pre-planning. By base, we simply mean the location in which a digital nomad gonna stay for a certain period. And in the second step, the base pre-planning, the digital nomad needs to select the major factors related to his soon-to-be base. And these are things like where the base will be, how long he will stay, with who he's going, stuff like that. Since in the episode today, we are talking about which things you should consider when selecting a base, if your main goal is socializing, it makes total sense to place the topic here. Yeah, I do hope our system can help more people in the future. So let's go over to the main topic here, is how to select bases that are good for socializing. But Mr. Bay, I think before we go into that, we should probably do a quick summary of what we meant by the four types of people that you can meet on the road. Sure. So as I said today, this is a very relevant distinction and we better explained on the previous episode. So for a better insight into this topic, please listen to episode 19. So the four main types of people you could befriend as a digital nomad are the following. First, you have the tourist that can be simply understood as the people that stay very short in places. The main benefit of meeting tourists is that they are very free in their schedules and they are there to have fun. The second type of people are digital nomads. These are people like yourself that work remotely and travel around. The main benefit of meeting digital nomads would be that they are perhaps the easiest type of people to relate to because both of you are going to live very similar lifestyles. Then we make a distinction between two different types of locals. The first type of local would be an interested local. An interesting local would be a local person that is interested to meet foreigners like yourself. And the main benefit there is that this type of group is very interested in meeting people like you, foreigners. So perhaps they would be the easiest people to befriend. Finally, the last group of people are typical locals. These are locals that have no special interest in meeting foreigners. 
And the main benefit of befriending this type of people would be that this can provide perhaps the most authentic type of experience of a place. So yeah, that would be a, a quick summary. Yeah, so if you want to know more about this, you can always go back to the last episode, which is episode 19. Well, now let's go over the five things you can consider when you're selecting base that are good for socializing. The first one is the size of the city, which is basically the population. That is true. So that's an important factor to consider. And basically, we could break down this category into two groups, right? You have big cities, and you have small cities. So what are the characteristics of big cities in terms of socializing? So big cities, by their very nature, they tend to be more individualistic. People tend to be more self-centered and perhaps some would argue less social overall. They focus on their own lives and that's perhaps a negative characteristic of big cities. So the second characteristic of big cities is that people within those cities tend to be more open-minded, especially to foreigners, less conservative. And you could consider that as a good thing in terms of socializing, of course, since you're a foreigner. Now let's think about uh, small cities. So on the contrary to big cities, small cities have this more community-like sense. Therefore, people tend to engage with one another, especially their neighbors more. With that in mind, if you were to go to a small city, perhaps you could try to integrate into the community. Even though that's the case, Small cities are more conservative and people might be a bit more cautious in befriending you as a foreigner due to the social stigma that it might have depending on the place. Yeah, you're right. The size of city can really change the atmosphere of how people can interact with you as a foreigner. So let's go on to the second point, what the city is known for. So this second point is a little bit harder to grasp. What we're talking about here is basically what is the vibe of the city or what is the key feature in which you could summarize the place. Basically, the idea here is that different cities can be summarized with one or two words and some of these descriptions might be beneficial for socializing, and some might be detrimental. So I think there are, for example, party places. And party places are places like Ibiza, certain locations in Thailand, certain locations in Brazil. And party places tend to be very good places to meet locals and tourists, but not necessarily digital nomads. So if you're looking to befriend digital nomads, perhaps a party place is not the best. Another possible defining characteristic of a city would be a honeymoon place. And I would argue honeymoon places are not good for socializing at all because most people that are going to go there, they are couples. And an example here would be Santorini. So perhaps if your aim right now is to socialize, avoid honeymoon places altogether. Other types of places are digital nomad hubs, and the name here is quite self-explanatory. These are places where digital nomads tend to go. If you want to meet digital nomads or interested locals, perhaps that's a good place to go. 
The classic example would be Chiang Mai in Thailand. Then you have backpacker locations. These are places where tourists tend to go. So if tourists are the group of people you want to meet because you want to have more fun, go to these places. Example, Kathmandu in Nepal. And finally, what if the city is not known for anything? There is no defining characteristic. If that's the case, I would argue the city is good to meet locals because it's simply a city that is quote-unquote normal, therefore full of typical locals. Think about here any second or third tier city in a country. That's probably going to be a city with no defining characteristic whatsoever. Yeah, Mr. B, I, I do think if you want the authentic experience of a city, maybe it is good to go to the second or third tier city, as you said, to meet the typical locals. So going on to the third point we have here is touristic places. So I would say touristic places are overall good places to socialize. But the important thing I would like to point out is that it might not be ideal to meet locals. And this is because locals might be tired of interacting and seeing foreigners every day. So ideally, I would go to a touristic city if I'm aiming to meet foreigners. Conversely, if a place is not touristic, I would say that that's a good place to, to meet locals since you as a foreigner are going to be somewhat a shiny object there and people are going to be interested to talk to you. Yeah, so how unique you are really makes a difference when it comes to meeting locals. So going on to the fourth point here is language. So I think here there are just two quick considerations to be made. The first one is that if you speak the local language, it will, of course, be easier to meet locals. So if that's your aim, if you want to meet local people, try to go to places where you at least speak the basics of the language. Another thing to consider when we are thinking about languages is the overall English level of the population. Again, if your aim is to meet locals and the population doesn't speak very good English, you're going to have a hard time and most likely you're going to need to restrict yourself to meeting foreigners. So the last point we have here is the culture. So I think the relevant thing to think about in terms of culture is the distinction between quote-unquote warmer cultures and colder cultures. So on the one hand, warmer cultures are places where people tend to be more open, more sociable, more party-like. And of course, if your aim is to socialize, these are all advantageous characteristics. Um, examples here would be South America, Mediterranean, Europe, and Southeast Asia. And you might have noticed that there is a correlation between warmer cultures and hot weather. Some people claim that is true. Now let's think about colder cultures. These are cultures where people tend to be less sociable, perhaps more polite, more distant from one another. The paramount examples here would be North Europe, East Asia, Russia, and East Europe. And once again, if you think about weather, these are all colder places. And some people think there's a correlation there. So, yeah, warmer culture and colder culture does make a difference when it comes to socializing at a place. 
So this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please make a review on a listening platform. This is Jack from No Man Tactics, and thank you for listening. Thank you very much. <laughs>